All right, my love, it is Powerly News Radio 930 WBEN uh, talking about, uh, I, I got this from BuzzFeed and things that, uh, well, infuriate people without money about people who have money. Uh, the things that people with money will never know. Here's another one. Your paycheck is already gone before you get paid. Does that describe you? Uh-huh. I, I know a lot of people for whom that is applicable. And I, hey, from time to time, it applies to, well, almost everybody. Like this time of the year, for me, i got to tell you, pretty much anything that I make is already spoken for. Because this is the time, think about this time of year, what you get. You get some of the tax bills coming in. And depending on the cycle you are in with your various insurances, everything that I have insured, the bill comes right about now. And that is, that you know what, that is a sickening feeling. Your paycheck is already gone before you get paid. Um, oh, this, this, no, I'm not doing that one. No, 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 that's just, that's just horrible, horrible. Oh, just sorry. I, that was vile. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, what it is like to not be able to pay for a surgery you need and living in constant pain because of it. That apply to anybody listening to this program? I mean, if you are on Medicaid, you can do a lot. If you have not very good health insurance, then it becomes an issue because you still have your copay that you have to meet. I mean, first of all, you've got to meet your out-of-pocket deductible, and then after you've met your deductible, you still have a certain percentage of the bill for which you have the full and total responsibility. And that sucks. I mean, we did a show on that a few weeks ago. You you can have health insurance and still end up going bankrupt on, uh, on health insurance costs. It's terrible. Or, uh, I'm sorry, medical bills. Using coupons and getting excited that you saved a whole $5. Oh, bringing empty bottles to the supermarket to get money for emergency shopping. <laughs> and this one, you know, pe- people with, uh, with agendas. I-, I don't even know what this means. How to instinctively be more sustainable about everyday activities. Rich people can scream and yell about it, but it's mostly the lower middle class that is being sustainable. I. Somebody adds here, I'm not buying single-use anything. If I'm spending money on something, it's got to do its job for as long as possible. Okay, does that apply to toilet paper? Just wondering, asking for a friend. Something else, uh, poor people get aggravated because rich people don't know anything about it. That nervous feeling every time you swipe your debit card. Oh, here's one. The value of complimentary sauce packets, free napkins, and free Wi-Fi. Okay, would you think less of me if I admitted to you that if I go to a Tim Hortons and I get a bagel to go... And when you go to Tim Hortons, they always hand you like a handful of napkins. I don't throw those napkins out when I get home. You know where those napkins go? They go in the napkin holder on my kitchen table. Why would I throw out free nap? I haven't bought napkins in a long time. I'm serious. <laughs> is that cheap or is that frugal? 
1-800-616-WBEN. And here's something else. I got it's it's kind of funny because it just dawns on me. Um, getting spaghetti and meatballs to go. I always get the uh, the uh, hot pepper flakes on the side. In my refrigerator, there is there, there are a couple of jars of red hot pepper flakes from spaghetti that was eaten a long time ago. They'll last indefinitely. Same thing with Parmesan cheese. I'm not going to throw away Parmesan cheese if I get it to go with spaghetti. No, i got a couple of big containers of Parmesan and salad dressing, too. Why would you throw away salad dressing when you can use it on another salad? Why? Um, if you looked inside my fridge, you would think that uh, I was impoverished according to this BuzzFeed stuff. All right, let's get to some calls. 803-0930, star 930, and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. What do you do to be frugal? And are there things that you think rich people don't know anything about that you have to deal with because you don't have money? Like, uh, I'm sure we have people in the audience who don't worry whenever they use their debit card. They just know it's going to go through. And I'm sure we've got people who freak out and they, they get antsy because they don't know if the purchase is going to go through or not. Uh, let's go to Aaron in uh, Toronto, First Things. Aaron, you are on WBEN. Welcome. Thanks, Tom. Um, while you were talking, I, I thought of something. Like when it comes to, as a child, like uh, when the arcades were still a thing, um, we used to put, when we would play Jatoni or foosball, whatever you want to call it, we used to put little cups inside the ball holders so that we didn't have to pay for a second game. You know, <laughs> and, or we would... We would, honestly, and then we would have these, they called them duds, little like fake quarters that you could like slot into the machine and then pull them back out, you know, so that you could get a, like a free arcade game. And Oh, you really, you're, you're an arch criminal, sir. I mean, in New York City subways, uh, they've been doing that for years with, uh, I don't know if they still do it, but uh, or if everything's electronic, but uh, people would put you know, duds into uh, the turnstile and uh, get a free ride. Well, and to that point, when you were talking about coins, when you are saying pennies are useless, I'm like, well, if there was a copper content, we could cut the edge. We used to cut the corners on coins. Like, I'm not saying me as a kid. I'm saying, like, in history, they used to cut the corners on coins, if you think about that, right? Like, they actually started oh, yeah. coming out with ways. You get what I'm saying, Tom? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that goes back as long as coins have been around. Some of the English uh, medieval hand-hammered coins – uh, you'll see that they would literally take snippets out of it for copper, for gold, for silver, whatever. Yeah, and that's it. Like so, like when you were speaking about, it, I'm like, well, we've changed that through time. Like, I don't think a, a coin, like a penny, has actually got the copper content to, that's worth cutting anymore. But we did do that at one point. Um, I wanted to throw out the when you talk about the obliviousness of the rich to the middle class or the poor. There was an episode of the Ellen DeGeneres show where she had Bill Gates on, and they were playing a round of, like, um, higher or lower, like Price is Right type game. And the first item I up was a box of rice-a-roni. And uh, let, let me ask you, Tom, like, what do you think the box of rice-a-roni is worth? Oh, man. See, I, I don't go grocery shopping, um, but I would guess rice-a-roni is somewhere around six, seven bucks. Okay, so he said five. You said six seven. The answer is a dollar thirty nine. Oh really? Yeah. The so San Francisco it, 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 treat is even treatier than I thought. But it does, and it, here's the, it says something to like when I go grocery shopping. Then I basically buy what's on sale. Like I don't buy, I don't go to the store with a list. 
You know what I mean? Like, okay, we're going to be buying this stuff because I'm cooking these things. I go to the store and I'm like, what's the cheapest stuff to this week? Like, I guess I'm eating chicken this week. I guess we're getting some craft dinner. And when you bring up cans of soup, love cans of soup. They're usually on sale as well. But I don't go in with, like, I think some people typically are like, they create a grocery list and then they go to the store and they pay whatever the store is charging for those items. I can't do that. You know, so I go into the store and I buy what I can based on what the sale is that week. Do you get what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it, it makes sense, but, uh, you know, some people have pallets uh, that, that you can do that. I mean, I, I, there's just certain things that I eat and I just eat it over and over and over again until I get sick of it and then I'll move on to the next thing. Um, I'm not, like, some people are foodies. They'll eat anything. Oh, bull testicles. Let me give those a try. No, <laughs> tastes like chicken. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not like that. I'm. I'm really basic. Eat very, very little red meat. I swear, if I have any more chicken, I'm going to grow feathers. Can I ask you when when it comes to the crackers that you put? You said you put a half a sleeve of crackers into your soup, which is an amazing amount. What kind of crackers do you like to use? Uh, they would be saltines without salt. I don't know why they're called saltines. But no, well, don't use Ritz. Don't brand, use right? no. Don't use Ritz crackers. No, Ritz will wreck it. But if you make uh, like Campbell's chicken rice soup, you put half a sleeve after you pour it into the bowl. You, you take a whole handful of those crackers. You mush it into the soup, and it becomes almost like a cracker stew, and it's very filling. No, it sounds it sounds hearty. It's just that you got to stick to the brand as well. Like you're talking, you know, about substituting certain brands. Like, no, 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 no. If we're gonna do this, we got to do it with the brand that I like. Like, I'm not messing with my soup brands and my crackers, right? Like, no. Well, me, can, I, can I? Well, no. Let me let me ask. Like, I need to ask you something, sir. You something. Okay, go ahead. Now, now, uh, canned soup. I grew up on Campbell's, but have discovered the joy of certain Progresso flavors. When it comes to canned soup, a very affordable uh, meal, do you have a preference one way or the other, or is it whatever's on sale? No, specifically, I'm with you on the chicken and rice, but it's Chunky's Campbell's soup. Like, it's the Chunky's version of the chicken and rice is definitely my go-to if noodle's not available. Oh, chicken noodle. Chicken noodle's another good one. But I happen to believe very strongly that when you are not feeling well, chicken soup absolutely has restorative properties about it. And for that matter, so does matzo ball soup, except I don't get the full joy of matzo ball soup because it's got to be sodium-free. Well, and if I could throw in the mix, so does Canada Dry. Coming up here from the north, if you if you got a cold, a flu, get yourself some, not just ginger ale, oh, but Canada Dry. I cannot believe, ale. Aaron, I cannot believe you have just uttered those words, and I will tell you why. Because ginger ale speaking, there is only one ginger ale, and it isn't Schweppes. It is Canada Dry. And we have a beverage machine here at the radio station. And about two hours ago, when I'm at work, I looked at the beverage machine. I said, I would like ginger ale. And then I saw the only option was Schweppes. And I said, that's not ginger ale. Canada Dry is ginger ale. I agree 100%. Uh, I literally Tom. said those very words before I knew you were going to call in and say that. Well, here we are from the great north. And it's once again, if you talk about certain brands when it comes to certain things, you got to be specific. But I will, I'll just end by saying, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with deciding to buy, let's say, a 2 4 of Coca Cola for three ninety nine rather than buying a can for a dollar. 
or buying RC Cola as a, as a difference. It's like, listen, there's a difference between being cheap and being frugal, like you were saying. And I think there's wisdom in going, why would I pay a dollar for one can of Coke when I can buy 24 of them for three ninety nine? versus going, I don't need Coca-Cola. I'm going to drink this RC stuff. Well, no okay. The, the brand. <laughs> let, let, me, let me tell you a little something about Coke, okay? Uh, imagine somebody just tuning in the radio at that very moment. Let me tell you a little something about Coke. Um, I don't drink a lot of soft drinks. If I'm going to drink Coke, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be the Mexican Coke. It's going to be the cane sugar Coke because that reminds me of what Coke tasted like when I was a kid. Not that high fructose corn syrup nonsense. Well, and there's something to that, Tom, like, because people will say the opposite depending on the generation. Like some people go to Mexico, they taste that Coke and they go, ooh, this doesn't taste right. But you taste it and it's nostalgic. It's like, no, this is how it should be. I allow myself about three or four times a year, I will get that from the grocery store, Mexican Coke. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Aaron. Um, How many, okay, who's with me out there? We're talking about being frugal, and I guess we're also talking about extravagances. And for a guy who does not drink a lot of pop, I just don't. And you know what? My friends give me great grief over. I, I found great delight lately in cranberry juice. And every time I get it, people say, oh, Tom's got a UTI. Oh, Tom, how's the UTI going? No, it isn't a UTI. I'm just fond of cranberry juice. Uh, let's go to Lou in Buffalo. You're on WBEN. You got a story about somebody being frugal or cheap? Well, uh, yeah, I was, when I was in high school, and I went to a private high school, um, and uh, one of my classmates was the son of a uh, now-deceased uh very prominent lawyer who advertised a lot. Um, and uh, we're sitting around the lunch table, and a bunch of us are talking about, like, chores and stuff. And some of us, you know, I, I said, oh, geez, I got to cut the grass this weekend or whatever. And and he goes, the, the kid goes, well, how long could that take? And I said, well, I, you know, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half? And he goes, no, 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 no. It, it only takes, it only takes like five or ten minutes. And he goes, "How big is your yard?" I said, "It's an average yard." And we get debating about this, and his only concept of cutting the grass was the landscapers doing it on those huge ride-on machines. <laughs> and he thought we all had all of us kids talking about cutting the grass. He's like. Well, don't you have one of those big machines? Like, no, I've got a push mower. Oh, wow. You know, that reminds me, I got to find a new guy to cut my grass because my old guy gave up the business, so I got to find a new guy really fast. Thank you for the reminder. Um, you know yeah, what? No problem. <laughs> but but here's here's the thing, Lou. And, and uh, you know, I don't know if people are going to take this the wrong way. But you you get to a certain point in life, and things like mowing the lawn. Frankly, I just don't feel like doing them. I, I there's just other things I would rather do than mow the lawn. Why would I take a Saturday, an hour out of a Saturday, and mow the lawn if I can take an hour out of that same Saturday and go to the River Grill and watch a band? It's worth it to me to pay somebody to do it. And does that is that snobby or is that just a good use of time? 
it's a good use of time. I don't have a problem with it. I personally, because I've cut, you know, I cut my parents' lawn when I lived there. Now I cut my own lawn. I still cut my grandma's lawn. I, I take pleasure in it. I, I, I love the look of the, you know, the, the perfectly done stripes. Hmm. You know, it's a thing I like. Now, I'll be, now, on the other side, if I could afford it, I would have a cleaning person. Uh, for in, you know, I I hate vacuuming. I hate cleaning a bathroom. I would have that a hundred percent if I could get there in life. But uh, but no, I I like cutting the grass. It's just a thing I've always it it's always been a part of my life. I I can't get rid of it. No, yet. if 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 you like it and it's very cathartic, you know, putting those lines yeah. down, it, 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 mowing the lawn has a a definite bit of catharsis, like um, snow blowing your driveway. There's a certain element of catharsis to that as well. Um, Absolutely, but. Uh, the as far as you know, getting a house cleaner, it's it's not as expensive as you might think. It's probably I'm sure you could you could put that into your budget in some way, shape, or form. Of course, a lot of it depends on the size of your house and what exactly you want them to do. Um, I expect my lady to uh, lick the spaces between the tiles on the floor. <laughs> Personally, lick them. That's uh, what I want. Absolutely. My my logic uh, being, about- if you're willing to lick them, they must be clean. That's right. Uh, another thing about being frugal, um, and not my not my story, but um, a family member, uh, they reused every Ziploc bag um, <laughs> until their mortgage was paid off. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. I, I reuse Ziploc bags too. Been using the same Ziploc bags to travel for the last twenty years. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Uh, but but what about like when food? They were washing them out. From food. Ooh, I, you know, I think it depends on the food. Something like maybe sure. a cheese, I think, would be okay, but something like chicken, no. Um, yeah, uh, hold on, so. if you want to add to this, uh, hold on. Uh, talking about uh, being frugal, being frugal, and maybe we should add to that being extravagant. Uh, because it's funny, if, you lis- if you've been listening to the show, I'm a mixture of extravagance, but also incredible cheapness. I will bend down to pick up a nickel or a dime, but I will pay somebody to mow my to mow my lawn because it's just it's a time it's a time benefit analysis that I that I do. As you know, um, I, I always make the point: life is very, very, very short, and the less time you spend doing things that you're not really into anymore, the more time it gives you for stuff you are into. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. But yeah, I do I do reuse Ziploc bags. But I think you got to be careful with food. Anybody in agreement on that one? Uh, your call's coming up on News Radio 930 WBEN. It's Bowerly. Hi. All right, it is Bowerly, News Radio 930 WBEN. So I started off the uh, program by, well, we actually started by talking to meteorologist Andy Parker about the uh, weather, which may be coming our way. And uh, just remember... Um, Wednesday night, uh, tomorrow night, uh, well, okay, late tomorrow afternoon. It depends on where you are. It's going to start off in the southern tier. Uh, just be really, really cautious when the precip starts coming down. Uh, you go out your side door. Maybe you've got some steps. You go out the front door. You've got steps. Just really, really, really watch it. I always worry that uh, somebody we know and care about is going to step outside and 
not be paying attention and then uh, fall down and break an arm, break a leg, or fracture a skull or something. And uh, no, it, it happens. And we did a show a few weeks ago about people falling down. And we're not talking about necessarily people who are aged or ancient. They can be any age and uh, take a nasty tumble and uh, very easy to do on uh, on ice, even if you're a good ice skater or a uh, good skier. And I do maintain that if you're a good ice skater, you'll be a good skier. You'll take this. You can ice skate. You'll take the skiing like a duck takes to water, I think, personally. Anyway, uh, welcome aboard. Talking about um, talking about being um, uh, uh, being frugal. Yeah, being frugal, saving money. And are there things that uh, irritate you that people with money don't recognize in their lives? For example, uh, how to get peanut butter out of a jar. One thing I did not like about the BuzzFeed article, it did not go into details about this magical trick of getting every bit of peanut butter out of a jar of peanut butter. Oh, and speaking of peanut butter, forget crunchy peanut butter. Uh, You may, as a child, or as a young adult gone through uh, an experimental phase with peanut butter, you may have tried the crunchy, but you always go back to smooth, okay? If you identify as a smooth peanut butter person, it's smooth peanut butter for life. As far as ginger ale is concerned, now it's not all about food and beverage, mind you, but as far as ginger ale, you can tell a difference can you not between Schweppes and Canada Dry? And then you could add Verner's into the mix. I, I I don't know why anybody would want to. I think it was once at Grandma and Grandpa's house. Just imagine older lady, German accent. Tom, would you like some ginger ale? And I'm like, yeah, baby, I like ginger ale. I'm thinking about Canada Dry. And she puts Verner's in front of me. And I thought to myself, what is this? Some kind of sick trick? But then, nope, Verner's says it's a ginger ale. And then there are some um, like natural brands of ginger ale that have a higher concentration of real ginger. You ever try real ginger? <laughs> That's not a sexual reference. You ever try real ginger? Um or Marianne, maybe. Um, yeah, not. Um, I, I, I'm not not a big fan. But ginger ale, no, Canada Dry, all the way. And I mean what I say about Coca-Cola. Now, some of you drink a lot of pop. Now, I mentioned on the air a few months ago, whatever it was, that uh, I'd had a diet Coke or a diet Pepsi or something, and you guys jumped on me as if I just said, uh, you know, I. I enjoy uh, something horrible. Um, And you guys basically talk me out of diet pop. I don't drink it anymore. So on those rare occasions when I feel the urge and the need for some carbonated beverage, um, I just go all out and I say, you know what? I'll make up the calories elsewhere in the day with something I don't eat or drink. Go for the absolute finest Coca-Cola product there is, and that is the Coca-Cola made and bottled in Mexico with the real cane sugar, 
And part of it is nostalgia. Yeah, because that's how Coke used to taste. Part of it is just, the biggest part of it is just the taste. There is such a difference between the Coca Cola made in Mexico and the stuff made here uh, in in the United States. It's a very discernible uh, difference. And again, you know what? If you're going to spoil yourself every now and again, three, four times a year, you're going to spoil yourself, you might as well get something you really like instead of something that is just, eh, okay. So uh, we're talking about ways in which you are frugal. For a while, for a while, couponing was the rage. Anybody remember all of the people, the the ultimate couponers? You'd get people going to the stores with coupons. They'd end up owning the grocery store. Literally, almost literally, they'd go to the store, they'd end up owning, anybody out there, is it worth couponing? Do you save, do, do you save money? And look, I, I have told you this before, going to be honest with you again, because we have a relationship, in any relationship, you got to be honest. And fact of the matter is, I live by myself. And it is not typically worth it for me to cook. So if I'm eating something, chances are it's something that I'm eating that I bought at a restaurant. Um, It just isn't worth it to me to dirty up dishes, to spend the time prepping, to do this, do that, yada, yada, just to have a meal. I'd rather sit down at a table, enjoy myself, and have it brought to me. And that is my extravagance, if you will, in life. We all have our extravagance. That is mine. But on the contrary side of the coin, talking about saving money, absolutely will reuse Ziploc bags. Don't see much of a point to using a Ziploc bag once for many products. Now, there are some products like hot dogs. You keep those in a Ziploc bag. I don't think you use that bag more than once. I don't even know that I'd feel comfortable washing it out and reusing it for hot dogs. Certainly not for chicken. You don't mess around with chicken. There are people, and you might even know them in your own family, who will literally wash chicken before they cook it. Don't know exactly what they hope to accomplish by washing chicken, you know, washing bacteria off a chicken. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. But when, when, you talk about chicken or pork or something like that, you could get really, really sick. So I don't think it's worth reusing a, uh, a Ziploc bag. And, and by the way, speaking of, of chicken and pork and any meat kind of product, some of us are of a generation that has to have things well done. You might remember your parents or your grandparents. Yeah. I want it so rare that it's walking out of the kitchen. That's how rare I want it. No, 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 no. As far as I'm concerned, a filet mignon should pretty much look like a hockey puck. All right? As far, yeah, as far as I'm concerned. And with chicken, you got to be careful. And I want to see that meat thermometer in it. And if you're eating it at a restaurant, when you put that knife into it and you take a well, you, you take a slice of chicken, I want to see the steam rising from it. I want to know that that thing has been through the heat. I want to know um, because 
who wants food poisoning? We all in our lifetimes get our fair share of food poisoning, and uh, it it certainly is uh, is not a lot of fun. Um, all right, anybody want to chime in here on frugality and and being frugal? Any any tips on being frugal? And it is somebody accused me of BSing. I am totally one hundred percent telling you the truth. Tim Hortons, I'll go through there. I'll order a bagel. At Tim Hortons, they typically hand you a lot of napkins. I'll eat the bagel at home. Don't for a minute think that I throw those napkins away because that was actually part of this whole thing from BuzzFeed. Literally will take the Tim Hortons napkins and I will put them in the napkin holder on my kitchen table. And I'm thinking about this. I I think maybe once in the last 10 years, have I ever bought napkins? And that, that's only because I had company coming over and I didn't want them to see all of my Tim Hortons napkins. <laughs> and hey, how many of you save takeout containers? Some restaurants, tell you something, some restaurants give you takeout containers that are almost the same quality as Tupperware. Uh, there are a lot of the uh, Thai restaurants and Indian restaurants, I'm not going to name them, but you wash those things out, you make sure they're good and clean, you can reuse those a number of times, and you don't have to worry about buying Tupperware, anything like that. 803-0930 is the uh, phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And uh, you know what? Since I've come out of the closet with you guys on some things where I'm super frugal, you're never going to believe this one. Are you are you are you ready to lose all respect for your buddy here on the radio? Okay. <clears throat> you you know those squares of butter that you get with certain foods, those squares of butter? Okay. I don't buy butter at the store. Number 1, I'm not supposed to eat a lot of butter. That's most importantly. So I don't buy a lot of butter. If you were to open my refrigerator right now, you'd see about three or four pads of butter in the refrigerator drawer for those times when I want just a little butter to put on something. I don't buy it. I just save it from the restaurant. True story. <laughs> and, oh, and as far as this, uh, oh, uh, you don't have to pay attention to the expiration date on foods. Nonsense. Nonsense. Vegetable, if you've ever cooked with old vegetable oil, you puked like a projectile vomit is what happened to you. I made popcorn one night with old vegetable oil. Within about three hours, it was not a pleasant sight. It was like Lois Griffin had walked into the living room saying, who wants chowder? Uh, here's Kathy and Amherst here on WBEN. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Tom. How are you? Ah, wonderful. Thank you. Good. Um, so I'd like to share my hack that I just literally found on TikTok a couple of days ago. Um, I have a real issue with buying paper towels. I feel like like you might as well just take your five or ten bucks and might as well just throw it in the wind somewhere. <laughs> so I found this hack. You cut them in half. You literally take the roll of paper towel and you just cut them in half and you just save a ton of money that way. That's that's really a good idea. Now, some of the right? well, okay, but some of the paper towels that you buy, like you think of a standard size of paper towel, 
okay, some of the brands actually have perforations down the middle of what a standard size would be, which kind of mm-hmm. does the same thing, except it's pre-perforated. Right. So, so I have, I, I, I'm a mom of guys in this house, so they just like take the roll and it's like, they take it like wallpaper. So I'm always like on them and I'm like, stop, stop. So, and I get those ones with the perforations because I think most of the brands have those anymore. But let me tell you, this has been working out pretty good. Um, where, okay, but how do you dispense your paper towels? Do you have an upright standing roll yeah. holder or do they mount yeah. a, a, under the sink? No, I have an upright. So, if somebody were to come into your kitchen, they'd think you've got toilet paper sitting on your kitchen counter. Exactly. But oh. I don't, I do not care. Like, I, I can't stand buying that stuff. It's a waste of money. You know, I I don't disagree. Uh, Well, especially, see, if you lived alone, it wouldn't be a big deal. But men, we have been known to get a little overly aggressive with the paper towels. But, Kathy, I'm in your camp. I literally will take half of a a paper towel and use that when I need to use a paper towel. Exactly. Well, I like, are you uh, frugal in any uh, any other way, dear? Um, yeah, I'm pretty frugal, but, um, I can't think of anything right now because. Okay. On the other side, on the other side of thing, um, I mean, look, I, I'm really honest. I, I, mowing the grass is something that has lost all allure. So that's one of my extravagances, hiring somebody to do the grass and the edging. Do you allow yourself any extravagances to make up for? The uh, uh, the frugality of paper toweldom. Okay, so this is kind of a really funny story, really quickly. So I decided to surprise my husband, and I went ahead and um, hired this guy who comes around the neighborhood. And I thought I'd put him on, you know, put our house on on the list, right? And so the guy came. He did a good job. Was here for about ten minutes, and my husband was ticked. No. He says, I don't want anybody mowing my grass. So I had to, I had to, I had to get off the list. <laughs> oh, I. you know what? There is an old expression, never mow another man's lawn. That's not quite what I thought it meant, but now I do. Um, he was mad. Wow. I'm, I'm amazed. He should be relieved. This is one less thing he's got to do. That's what I told him. So I was like... Well, then from now on, when that grass gets as high as you want it to get and it doesn't get mowed, I'm going to hire this guy back. And he goes, what is he? Is he your boyfriend or something? Oh. <laughs> like, no. Well, for sure he's not going to like your pool boy. <laughs> well, I wish I did have one. So, but that's another story. So. <laughs> uh, Kathy, thank, that's a great story. Thank you very much. Thank okay, you. Thank you. Oh, I love that. Can you imagine coming home? thinking you're doing your husband a solid and he freaks out because there's another dude mowing the lawn. And I don't mean what we used to say. I mean literally outside mowing the lawn. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Never mow another man's lawn. All these years I was wrong. No, it's, uh, it, it, it is amazing to find out what people's um, uh, extravagances are. And it's amazing to find out how cheap people can be. So, yeah, the same guy who pays somebody to mow his lawn and edge it um, and also 
I have people coming over to do the weeding of the garden. I used to enjoy it. It's stuff that I, I simply, I no longer, I no longer enjoy it. It's just easier to pay somebody. But, but if I'm reaching for paper towels, I'm very uh, persnickety about just a little paper towel will do. Just a little bit of cleanup that has to be done. Just a little bit of paper towel. And yes, I will bend down to pick up a nickel. I do save the butter pads um, for a certain period of time instead of buying sticks of butter. True story. And uh, what else? Yeah, the, oh, napkins. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't buy them. I just, uh, I'll take them out of the bag from uh, Tim Hortons or whatever, and that's my napkins. I think I, like I said, maybe I bought one package of napkins in the last 10 years. <laughs> How much respect have I just lost from some of you? Yeah, quite a bit. But look, you got to know what you like to do. You got to know what's important, and you got to know what's not important. And to me, designer napkins are not important. Now, the one area in life you never want to scrimp on, and I think I can get universal agreement on this, is uh, toilet paper. You don't want the your finger pokes through it brand. You don't want that. Nobody wants that. No. You want a toilet tissue that does what toilet tissue is supposed to do and does it proudly and does it with strength and energy so you can walk away with a feeling of pride and accomplishment of a job well done. Never scrimp on the toilet paper. You know, your your office, if you don't work at home, your office, you know the building scrimps on toilet paper. You know that they're getting some kind of weird seconds from a sandpaper mill. You understand this, right? It, office toilet paper is so cheap that they could put roll after roll of it in the bathroom and nobody would have stolen it, not even during COVID. It's that bad. Same thing with schools. Those of you who live or lived in dorms at college, you know, it was never the good stuff. No, it was always the rub you raw stuff. Really, you got to pay attention to these things. It is, uh, of course, some of you have bidets, um, which I never quite understood. I always thought they were drinking fountains, and I thought it was a strange place to have one, um, but I found out differently. And uh, a lot of people in Paris really laughed a lot about what happened. 